Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. Um, as we get started today, uh, just a little bit different uh, um, format than we normally do, but uh, we've, as you know, many of you in the church, we've been supporting a church launch, uh, Angel City Collective, and uh, Jared and Stephanie Hurst are here, and I'm going to invite Jared up to the platform, and he's going to share a little bit about what's been taking place with Angel City Collective down there in Los Angeles and the good work that God's been doing there. And I'm excited to be a part of that. Uh, many of you have been sacrificing through your giving. Uh, we were able, just so that you guys know, we were able to give a check of $25,000 to Angel City Collective. Uh, yeah, come on. Here's another check for $12,000, that, or a little over $12,000. And there's still more coming in. I am so proud of you, our church. I mean, I don't know that Jared and Stephanie had any idea, including your pastor, of how the heart of our people said, yeah, we need to be a part of this. And we want to be a part of this. And I just want to say thank you. It's just a testimony of where your heart is to go after God, to create an environment in Los Angeles that's going to change people's lives. And I want to say a big, big thank you for that sacrifice and that continued sacrifice for doing so. But Jared, share, us a, share a little bit what's going yeah. on. Come yeah. on, come on all the way up to the real, oh, I get to yeah, step all the way to, to right the there. Big spot yeah, yeah. Here. Hey, thanks so much for having us. I, I got two things. One, thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. Well, Stephanie's right here. She was up here when we were, in, we were visited in October. We have our three kids, and we're just so thankful. And the team that we're building now in South Los Angeles, we're so thankful for you guys, how generous you are. We, like Pastor Tom said, we didn't know. We had no idea. We just felt like this was the church that God called us to partner, partner with, and we had no idea what financially it would look like. And you guys just astounded us, in all honesty. And because of your giving, we have been able to uh, partner with our local school. We've been able to put on multiple events in the community. There's literally a mom that, and with three children, who's in, um, who would have been in a car, um, sleeping in her car this yesterday, Christmas Day, without you guys partnering with us. Because you guys partner with us. You, there's literally a mom who is, in, is sleeping in a hotel, and we're going to help her try to find permanent housing in our community, just even, to, even this weekend, we're working on that. So there's just been so many things. We've been able to do a Christmas Eve service a couple of days ago. We've been able to serve members in the community, pray for healing, uh, discipling, and all these things that we begin to do. And we're just so thankful for what you guys have stepped into with this with us. We, uh, we, the second thing I wanted to share real quick is um, we... This is one, and this is two. So second thing I wanted to share real quick with, with you. It's funny, after, after Christmas, you know, like, it, it's just crazy. Yesterday, so busy. Cookie, I ate so many chocolate chip cookies yesterday, it was ridiculous. I think at some point we were tearing apart gifts and everything, and I have a big family. I have six brothers and sisters, so there's seven of us. So you just, you say, hey, let's do dinner, and there's 20 of us that get together with kids and, and cousins and grandkids and all these things, so it's just super easy to get us together. But at one point, I think I didn't see my youngest daughter because it was, she was covered 
in all the wrapping paper wow. from around, from all the gifts that they tore apart yesterday. It was a crazy day. So two, the second thing that I was talking about is I want to invite you guys in. This is not a, this is not a giving thing. You guys have already done that. And the second thing I want to invite you in is, is, is we're, we're setting up this campaign and we're calling it Pray for South LA. And so we have this website, PrayForSouthLA.com. We're doing social media on it. And we're just saying, hey, we know that God's called us to see disciples and leaders raise up out of South Los Angeles to see a community that's stepping into their destiny and begin to serve the community of South LA, to the region of Southern California and beyond. And we know God is sending people out as disciples, as as leaders out of South LA. And we just know that that does not happen unless people pray. If you see it over and over and over and over and again in history, the, the, the beginning of Jesus moving in communities is when people get on their knees and pray. Carl Barth says that the clasping of hands in prayer is the beginning of an uprising. And so we say, hey, you guys did the money thing, and we're so grateful. But I just ask you to join us. PrayForSouthLA.com. Ask you to join us in that because we have vision to raise up disciples. We have potential partner for a community space where we can support families in the community of South Central. Um, we're looking at running regular gatherings and meetings and launching the church this next year. So it's, we got a lot going on. There's a ton of things. And if you want to hear more, we can talk after. But I just want you guys, just that one thing. Thank you first. And the second thing is PrayForSouthLA.com. So we just thank you so much again. And we, we just appreciate your heart, your prayers, your determination to serve God in this moment. Because we know in 2020 new for us He's starting things anew. We know there's new things coming. Even as Brett talked about before, we're excited about what God's doing here. And even Pastor Tom was talking. Yeah, I don't know if I want to lean into that. I'll I'll, (laughs) I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. I don't want to take too much time. So I thank you so much for your time, and we just really appreciate you guys. We appreciate you. Thank you, Jared. Um. Let me just show a little uh, video clip of what they did this last at, during Fall Festival, and it's pretty cool. And I know they also did a bunch of gifts for the Christmas. They sponsored kids in the school, local that weren't going to have Christmas. I think it's ten or twenty families that they just made Christmas happen. And you know, it reminds me of the early church when you read through the New Testament of the Apostle Paul, when he went into these communities, and you first have to build relationships, you have to build friendships, you have to start showing that you care and then all of a sudden the church is launched and this is what we're being able to experience uh, through Angel City Collective and I'm just so grateful that we're a part but watch this video for just a minute what they were able to do right there at their own home. Hey everyone, wanted to tell you about the Halloween carnival that we had in our house on Sunday. We invited kids from the school, from the neighborhood, and we ended up having like 30 kids come and hang out in the afternoon. Got to talk to parents. It was such a great day. Here, check it out. glimpse of what's taking place and we're going to be bringing more things to you to be able to keep on being a part of Angel City Collective and uh, proud of both uh, Jared and Stephanie and all that they're doing the sacrifices they're making to make this happen and uh, we're just we're just um, grateful to be a part 
of the team. By the way, I almost forgot. Um, the Assemblies of God has officially approved you guys, right, as a campus with the Assemblies of God. So we're, uh, I think, are we officially the parent church for you guys too? Yeah, come on. Yeah, so we're the parent church. Sometimes your pastor, there's things going on. I don't even know exactly what's going on, but we just, hey, we just keep moving forward. So God is good. Uh, today is my, uh, our last uh, message in our series, Discover Christmas. Uh, I'm going to share today a little bit on how experiencing God's son Jesus changes your life. And I know most of you sitting here go, I know that, Pastor Tom. But I want to talk about it in a little deeper way so that we can understand this what we're doing in following Jesus. I want to read a passage of Scripture from the Gospel of John, chapter 1. And in this passage of Scripture, it's important to recognize that when, when John writes, he says, the Word, and he says that multiple times, the Word, the Word, he's referring to Jesus, God's Son, the Word. And if you read the entire chapter, you understand that he's referring to Jesus. And I also want you to listen to John's words from a perspective. And it's just... It's just something different. I want you to listen to his words from the perspective that it's a resume that John is reading about his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, I know many of you probably have read resumes or you prepared resumes in that kind of direction. But when I read this portion of scripture, it reminds me of that. It reminds me of a resume. So we're going to start in verse 1, chapter 1. It says, in the beginning, the word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about that light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Skipping down to verse 14. So the word became human, some, script, some translations flesh, and it made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for your word today. Once again, we ask, Lord God, that your word will penetrate our mind, our heart, our life. That, Lord God, your word is not just words on a page, but by the power of your Holy Spirit, your word, Lord God, will become life to each and every one of us. That will be a life-changing experience for us. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. The first thought I want to share about Jesus' resume, and that's what I'm going to refer to it today as Jesus' resume, is that it contains astonishing credentials. Look at how John introduces Jesus in the very first two verses. What an introduction that he gives. If there was a hall of fame for resumes, this would stand as number one. It would stand alone as number one. John gives us no room to doubt the authority of Jesus. It's interesting that in the other three Gospels, they all begin in Bethlehem. But in the Gospel of John, it begins before creation. John stated, in the beginning, the Word already existed. It already existed. Establishing the deity, the Godhead of Christ, 
that, that Jesus is more than just a man. Jesus is the very image of God himself. The word was God. Notice how John begins his gospel with the same phrase that is used in Genesis chapter 1 verse 3. It is describing the creation. In the beginning. And I believe that John purposely does this through the power of the Holy Spirit in, in instructing him that he wants us to understand the creative power of Jesus. If we ever want to experience true life change in us, if we ever want to experience all that God has for us, then we need to believe that Jesus has the creative authority to change our life. You see, so many times when we walk through life, we just, we just kind of take everything as is. We don't expect anything more. We just kind of, but what would happen if we really truly believe the same God that created the universe is the same God that creates something new in my life? Right? The one that spoke light into existence, he can speak life into me. We just need to have faith and to believe. He has the authority to forgive sins. He has the authority over every area of your life. I was talking, and, and they don't know that I'm going to share this, but I was talking to Court and Janet this week, and uh, they're a very special couple in our church, and they were sharing just some of the physical battles that they've been facing over the last couple weeks and in fact and court would be mad if I shared this but he ended up in the hospital this last week and he was not feeling well and they got home and Janet gave me a call uh, and just kind of informed me how things were going and 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 she shared these words with me which I just kind of stuck with me and I wanted to share these words with you she said we just had to take spiritual authority over our situation We just had to take spiritual authority over what was happening in our life. You see, sometimes we can face physical things in our life. That doesn't mean that it brings down our spiritual of who we are spiritually. We need to take the authority that, you know what, I serve the God, the the King of kings, the Lord of lords, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, who has all authority, not some authority. He has all authority. And there's times in our life that we just need to take authority. And when I say take authority, we don't have it, but we know the one who does. So we pray. It's important to understand as followers of Jesus, we serve a God who has all authority. I share this, way, I share this with you because it demonstrates Jesus' credentials and identity, his qualifications, and they're so important to us. Let me describe it another way. If you decided to hire someone to work for you, Maybe you're doing a remodel on your house or you're doing something. You decide to hire someone. Would you just go and just ask anybody off the street? Hey, can you, I need you to, uh, to tear down this, this wall. I need you to put new drywall. You have no idea if they're qualified. You have no idea where they're from. You, you would vet that person. You would ask, you know, their experiences, their abilities. What, you would not just ask anybody. You'd want to know their work history. Hey, can I see some projects you've done? I want to go take a look at those. When we ask for volunteers to serve here in children's ministries, we don't just ask for anyone. We don't go down to the streets and say, hey, man, we're short on children's Everybody canceled. It's the day after Christmas. We don't have anyone that's, all volunteers are not here. So can, can you come in and help? We don't just ask anybody. We want to know who they are. We want to have relationship with them. We do background checks on all of our, all of our, everyone that serves in our children's ministry because we want to know that they're safe. We want to know that they're qualified to serve. And if you, 
By the way, if you have kids in our children's ministry, you should be applauding that this church, that, hey, that they're taking the time to make sure that everybody is safe and that everybody is right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we don't want to have just anybody volunteering. There you go. I love it. In a spiritual sense, we shouldn't be willing to surrender our lives over to just anybody. Jesus asks us to follow him. Lay down your life and follow me. Would you just do that for anyone? Or do you want to know who Jesus truly is? We want to know who we are serving. Who are we choosing to make a lifelong commitment to? It doesn't mean that it doesn't require faith. When, if many of you are married here today, when you got married, it took a step of faith for you to marry your spouse. You might have known some about, but man, it still took a step of faith. Guess what? It still takes a step of faith to follow after Jesus. But God made known his credentials to us through his word by sending his son Jesus to this earth by allowing him to die for our sins by sending his holy spirit to occupy our occupy our lives if we are willing god is making himself known to us i even shared this he makes himself known to us even through creation how do you believe that everything that we see in creation the trees the plants the animals the the universe the stars how do we believe that that just ha- was just by chance it's it's a God who created us. He's making himself known to us. It brings credibility to who Jesus is. For example, it brings greater authority to the words of Jesus when he declares these words. If we didn't truly believe that Jesus is the Son of God, then what do these words mean to us? When it says in John 8, 12, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Matthew 7, 7 and 8, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will, you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone that asks receives and, a, and anyone who seeks finds and anyone who knocks, guess what? It will be opened. It even, brings, it even brings greater authority and credibility to the disciples and to John the Baptist's words where, where John the Baptist says, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And finally, the credibility into Jesus' words when he says, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus' credentials are important to us. Because throughout the Gospels, catch this, throughout the Gospels, Jesus' words do not leave room for negotiation. It'd be a different story if Jesus was kind of wishy-washy, if he, if he kind of just put out a good idea, but he doesn't. We either choose to believe his words and follow him, or we choose to believe and deny that his words are true. There is no middle option with Jesus. We can't just believe, and so many people do this. They just believe that Jesus was a good teacher. You can't do that. Let me tell you why. Jesus' claims were too daring. They were too bold to just believe that he was a common man or a good teacher. Read read the Gospels. C.S. Lewis states it this way. He says, either, and he's speaking about Jesus, he says, either he was who he claimed to be, the Lord of all, or he made these claims knowing they were false and therefore he was a liar. Or third, he made these claims because he believed them to be true, but in reality they were not, which makes him deceived or a lunatic. 
See, you have to make, Pastor Tom, this is such a hard message. Why are you preaching this message? Because some people just live life following Jesus, and they don't even know who Jesus is. He's the Lord of your life. He's the creator of everything. You either have to step out in faith and believe and trust, or it's really worth nothing. Today, I encourage you to choose to follow Jesus, because experiencing Jesus will change your life. It leads me to a second thought in Jesus' resume. From astonishing credentials, which we just, his credentials are off the charts, to powerful implications. If you look at verses, verse 3, John declares that everything was created through Jesus. And to further remove any confusion or doubt, John states these words. He says, nothing was created without him. So it's not that just, just Jesus created everything, but nothing will be created without him. It's all through Jesus. Nothing good in your life is created without his help because Jesus creates everything. It's, it's a powerful reminder of our need for Jesus. And you might be here today or you might be watching us online. And you might think you can do life alone, that you don't need Jesus. I'll get to Jesus someday. Not now. I, I do, I do kind of, it's a good idea, but uh, you know, I don't need it right now. Man, life is going pretty well right now. But see, what's missing in your equation, what's missing in your thoughts is this. It's the understanding that you don't have life without Jesus. You don't have breath without Jesus. You don't have the vision without Jesus. You don't have anything without Jesus because he's your creator. And you won't enjoy eternal life without having Jesus in your life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. If you look at verse 4 again, it says, The Word, which is, remember, it's representing Jesus, referring to Jesus, gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought light to everyone. Ultimately, Jesus is the one who changes our destiny. He changes our direction. If you want to see life change, follow Jesus. I'm just saying, if you want to have an experience, if you want your, your family to see life change, follow Jesus. See what takes place. Every one of us has to make a decision if we choose to be on Team Jesus or not. You know what I'm saying? Every one of us, we have to make a choice which team we're going to be a part of. Remember, if you believe, this is a heart check for each and every one of us. If you believe Jesus' claims are true, that he truly is the Son of God, that he, is, that he resurrected on that third day, that he is the savior of the world, if you believe those, that those claims are true, then the outcome of this game called life is already decided. Jesus wins. I love that. Why would you choose not to be on a winning team? Brett and I were playing, uh, what do you call that, spike ball yesterday. Or, hey, that's not Brett, that's Luke. Well, say hi to Luke, my son-in-law right there, and his wife, Brittany, yeah. We were playing spike ball yesterday, and we were having fun, and then we went to play basketball, and, and I picked up, a, uh, we played two-on-two -two basketball. Yeah, your pastor can still play basketball, barely, but we did it. And um, I had another young man that we, we've adopted as our son, Brandon, and we were playing basketball out there, and uh, we ended up... Uh, we ended up winning. Did we win, Luke? I think we won. Yeah. Our, our team, Brandon. Yeah, we won, didn't we? Over, yeah. And uh, just, I didn't know I was going to throw that in today, but boy, it got in there, didn't it? Yeah. 
And I thought, man, it feels better to win than to lose. Wouldn't you rather be on a winning team? The question, why would you choose to be on a losing team if you know that you could be on a winning team? If you could follow after Jesus, why would you choose anything different? Why would you choose to go on to a losing team? That's the question. Remember, if you believe Jesus' claims are true, then the outcome of the game has already been decided. It should always remind us that our decisions carry implications. Many times we don't see the implications of our, of our decisions till way later in life. The decision of not investing for retirement, eventually you'll see that decision. The decision of, of not taking care of your health, eventually you're going to dis- see that decision. The decision of not following Jesus, eventually you're going to, make, you're going to see that decision. I want you to notice that in verse 5 it states, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. Some translations say it can never overcome. The darkness can never overcome the light. The light always wins. Light always wins. Go home, get into a dark room, and then turn on your flashlight. Light wins every single time. Jesus wins. If this child who was born in Bethlehem is truly the son of God, if Jesus really is who he claims to be, then our decisions truly, truly matter. Most importantly, our decisions have eternal consequences. But our decisions to follow Jesus or not to follow Jesus also determines our earthly direction. It really does. We can't believe in Jesus and then just choose to live our life according to our own earthly desires or our own plans. We can't say, I'm going to follow Jesus and say, well, not, but, not, <laughs> sorry, I forgot. I got to go do this first. Jesus talks about that in the gospel. He says, no, 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 follow me. We have to be willing to submit our lives according to his will, not our will. Any other choice shows that our heart is not following after Jesus. Think of the sacrifice that Jesus made for you. He didn't, he didn't just share empty words. He backed up his words with actions and continues to do so each and every day. He backed up his words with the action of going to the cross and dying for our sins. Today, the word of God says that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father and he intercedes for each and every one of us. Jesus surrendered his life believing in you. Are you willing to surrender your life believing in him? That's the question. You cannot receive his promises without first believing that Jesus truly is who he claims to be. And by believing in Jesus, guess what? Then you receive his promise of forgiveness. You receive the promise of grace. You can receive the promise of his spirit. You can even receive the promise of eternal life when you put your faith in. And belief into Jesus. Your beliefs in Jesus carries powerful implications. The last thought that I want to share with you is this. Tell others. When you look at Jesus' resume, it just screams out to us that we need to tell others about his qualities. If we believe who Jesus really is, that he declares himself to be, then we must be willing to share that truth to others. Verses 6 through 9 explains how John the Baptist led the way by sharing about the light of Jesus. And remember, light represents truth. John the Baptist declared to the world, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Not everyone believed John. 
Not everyone believed Jesus. Not everyone's going to believe you. It doesn't mean we don't try, right? Jared, Stephanie, it doesn't mean we don't try. Even if people don't, you're going to still go down to L.A. We're still going to present the gospel. We're going to still do that because we believe it in our hearts who Jesus is. And we need to share his resume with everybody else. We need to share his qualities, his goodness, his love, his grace, his forgiveness. We need to share his love to the mom that was in the car that's going to spend Christmas in the car. Hey, can I share the love of Jesus with you today? We need to make a difference. We need to share the love of Jesus to the person that, he, that just, he's, he's just hooked on drugs or alcohol. I can't get, guess what? We need to love that person. Share the goodness of God. We need to share the love of God to that person that won't forgive themselves. They're sitting in unforgiveness. We need to introduce them to a resume, Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and say, hey, I know this man. He's the son of God. Guess what? He can forgive your sins. You might not be able to, but he can. And if you put your faith in him, all that stuff that you've been holding on to can just be forgiven. We need to share the resume. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. People's lives depend on us sharing the truth. It's a mandate that we've been given as his followers. We must be a reflection of his light in this dark world. At, this Christ, at our Christmas Eve service, I shared a scripture from Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. It's a powerful scripture. It's Jesus' words. And he says, you are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. In Jesus' days, and I shared this, in Jesus' days, the cities were built either on the summit of a hilltop or they were built many times on the side of a mountain they would climb up the mountain part of the way. And a lot of times the reason they would do that is because when travelers were traveling, they needed hope. They needed to be able to see the light. And so from a far distance, when all of a sudden the city is built on the middle of the hillside, you know what? When they're getting weary, when they're starting to lose, oh, I see the light of the city. And it would give them hope. Do you realize that Jesus says that we are like that light on a, on a hilltop that cannot be hidden? You. As believers, followers of Christ, you have the light of Christ in you. And when you walk and when you just follow Christ, when you be who you are in Christ, guess what? You bring hope to others who are losing hope. You bring purpose to others who need purpose. You bring salvation to others who need salvation through Jesus Christ. We are the hope of the world. We are a light that shines in the darkness. Let's remember the promise that John gives us in verse 5. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. For over 2,000 years, corrupt governments, dictators, worldly powers have tried to just completely snuff out the truth about God's word, the truth about Jesus. Yet century after century, the light of Jesus keeps shining brighter and brighter. In fact, in countries where they try to completely abolish the word of God, where they try to guess what? It starts with a spark and it just starts to flame. It burns brighter than ever in darkness. We have missionaries in China that continue to do this magnificent work of raising up leaders who are going out and sharing the gospel. You can't snuff out, you can't extinguish 
the light. Some will choose to remain in their blindness. Some will choose to reject Jesus outright. But others will believe and accept Jesus. And for those who believe, they will have gained the right to become children of God. As we enter into this year, next year, 2022, I really believe in my heart of hearts, and I believe it kind of launched with Angel City Collective, I think it's going to launch in other ways as well, that South Coast Christian needs to continue to be a light, not just into our community, but with our missionaries around the world, with Los Angeles right here that's next door to us, that we can, we can be a light in the darkness. Amen? Aren't you excited that God is choosing to use you? Yeah. Come on, let's give the Lord a round of applause. Lord, we thank you for your goodness today. We thank you for your grace, your love. You pour out your love upon us. And God, we just ask today that we would just be able to follow you in such a way that, Lord God, we can bring light into the darkness. If you're here today and you've never understood how the light of God can shine in your life, you've been struggling in so many different ways and you just think that your life is worthless, that there is no hope, that you have no purpose, you have no direction. You might be watching us online or you're sitting in the audience here today. Maybe you've even thought about, you know, life doesn't even have, I don't even need life. I can just end life right now because I just don't have any purpose. Maybe those thoughts have run through your head. Maybe during Christmas time, man, you spent Christmas alone. You're wondering, man, why, why, why am I on this earth? And I declare today why you're on this earth because God created you to be on this earth. And he has a purpose for your life and he loves you and he cares for you and he desires relationship with you. And all we have to do, all we have to do is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Accept Him. Get plugged into a church. Understand that the body of Christ is your family. It's just not people. It's your spiritual family that lift you up, that hold you, that they're able to walk through these things, these difficult times with you. Today, if you need to make a decision to follow Jesus, and I just want everybody in the audience here to say this prayer with me today. I want you to say this prayer and mean it in your heart. And if you're watching us online, say this prayer. It's such a simple prayer that Jesus wants to have us share with him. The word of God says all we have to do is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and we are saved. Say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I choose to follow you today. Let your light shine in my life. Forgive me of my sins. Today and every day, I choose to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Such a simple prayer. Sometimes it's difficult after the prayer to continue to follow after Jesus. I don't know why I'm sharing this, but I feel like I need it today. There's something called the grace of God. He knows the difficulty. The road can be difficult. And he gives us this grace, not to, not to help us sin more. He gives us this grace so that we can step out of sin that we don't have to live in that guilt when we make a mistake. We say, no, 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 I'm not doing that anymore. And we start walking towards the ways of God. 
And He gives us that grace to give us that power to walk away from that life that we don't need to be serving anymore to walk towards the truth of God's life. And it's life-changing when you make that decision. If you need help, we are here. We want to be a part of that. We have a really cool book. I think I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> but we come see me. I'd love to uh, give it to you. It really walks out the plan of salvation. And what do I do now? Basically, what it, okay, I've accepted Christ. What do I do now? If you need that help, man, I'd love to be able to give that book to you or one of our pastors can do that for you as well. We're so glad, we're so glad that you're here today and that you chose to worship with us. Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.